My name is Caitlin Malinowski, and I am your host of the IAUG Insider Podcast, the home of exclusive interviews with Avaya and IAUG industry leaders on the latest telecommunications news, trends, and best practices. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the IAUG Insider Podcast. Today, we are welcoming Jane Hogel from the American Heart Association. And we're going to go through some of her tips and experiences working from home, managing her time, and, and, you know, everyone has increased workloads right now, and just get some tips on how she's staying engaged in a remote world. So, Jane, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your position? Sure. Thanks, Lori. I am Senior Manager of Unified Communications for the American Heart Association, and my role really encompasses managing all of the telecom for our enterprise, conferencing, and also messaging. Nice. Um, so, you know, as we've shifted to remote work over the last year, do you feel like your time management needs has also shifted? Oh, yes, absolutely. So much has changed. And I think for everyone, and we're probably all experiencing the new term that's being called meeting fatigue, because it's meeting after meeting after meeting. <laughs> And you don't even get a chance half the time to eat or, or take a break and run run down the hall if you need to because it's right back into the next meeting. And one thing that we've noticed also over the past year is that our team especially has been pushed more to the forefront of supporting for our organization a lot of the different initiatives as they've had to pivot from on-site events to virtual events. And then also as we've had offices close, we've had to support them from either soft phones or adding additional coverages for staff that are no longer in the office. So definitely we've had a huge shift and definitely as everyone else is kind of in the same boat, we're all working a lot more hours trying to get things accomplished and talking with people and and getting the work that needs to be done completed. So it's it's been very challenging, Lori, for, for sure. Yeah, and I have to agree with you. All of us UC uh, folks definitely have had a very increased workload over the year. So um, same here, same experience. Um, So with all of that in mind, you know, what are some ways that you kind of keep yourself and your tasks organized and prioritized? Well, a couple of things that we actually uh, utilize, and I specifically utilize, um, I'm trying to get away from pen and paper because I'm a traditionally kind of like to write notes and stuff in, in that. And I've transitioned actually over to OneNote. Um, and we also use Planner on our organization where we can kind of send out and delegate tasks to others in our, our various work groups. So trying to use some of the new technology that's coming down the pipe um, to kind of help and work a little bit smarter and faster and, and keeping organized. But one thing I've got to say too, because it's a little overwhelming with kind of information that's coming in or needs that are coming in from the organization in every direction is really keeping the main thing the main thing is really trying to focus on what are those high priority things that you really need to get accomplished today and try to let go of some of the little stuff that can be time wasters that kind of pop up like an example would be sometimes even like in meetings sometimes they go off in directions that have nothing that really applies to that meeting so really trying to set the stage for a lot of the meetings that I'm in also is to be very focused and make sure that folks, you know, stay on, on track on what the meeting's for so we can actually allow people to get out of the meeting earlier 
and give them a few minutes to reset before they have to go on to their next task. Yeah, and we have had some discussion even in our workplace around, gosh, should we should we make meetings end at 10 minutes before the hour or five minutes before to give people that time in between, you know, because typically you're at least walking from one conference room to another and none of us are doing that now. And um, yeah, we had discussions around that of, of intentionally adding extra time. Um, does your company, has has the terminology Kanban come up or do you guys utilize that concept at all? No, that is something we're currently okay. not using. Um, and, and you mentioned too about, you know, doing things faster and quicker. Um, and, and we have adopted here a concept, the agility mindset. And so Kanban is a part of that. And you did mention that you use Microsoft Planner which technically is a Kanban tool, but but there's a concept we're adopting of, it's called a Kanban board and you can use planner. There's a um, application called Trello. Um, I think monday.com. There's all different ways you could do this. And I will tell you, we actually started the Kanban philosophy before we went remote and it was on a, on a basically a whiteboard with sticky notes, but it's basically having using something like planner and having a to-do task list, an in-progress and a done. And so like you said, Jane, hey, what are we going to prioritize? Well, they take things from the to-do list and then they move them into the middle column and say, here's what I can work on in the next two weeks. I know these other things are in the background, but here's what I'm focusing on. And it's just kind of a way to visually prioritize and see everything that you have going on. And so, um, it sounds like you guys are kind of using it if you're using Planner, um, but that's something we use. Um, okay, and then for you, with, with all this stuff going on and the remote work and you probably have things going on at home, how do you limit distractions during your workday? Uh, in my office, it's kind of interesting because my, my husband also works from home and I have a son in college that's virtual. And um, I, I thank heavens every day we have a little bit of a larger house um, so we can kind of all go to our respective corners. <laughs> um, and so he has actually his own physical office and I'm actually in our dining room that I have set up as as office space. But um, even with that, sometimes it's it's hard to um, know when somebody is is doing something. I'll, I'll tell you a funny little story here real quick is yesterday I was presenting in our all staff meeting with like 170 some odd people on video and I you know moved some stuff around made it all look nice in the background and my mistake here is I probably should have used a background. <laughs> my son had stuck the vacuum cleaner at back in behind me. So here I'm presenting and I'm and I'm noticing as I'm trying to do the presentation I'm like Oh my God! There's a vacuum cleaner behind me. <laughs> so I thought, Oh no! What do I do? So I just kind of rolled with it, <laughs> rolled with the punches. So I know, you know, I've heard the stories of others too. Uh, that a gentleman hiding in in his closet because he, he had a very small 700 foot apartment with only with four kids. So uh, the closet was the place he could go to to keep it quiet. So, but I think people on a whole, especially now kind of as we've been through a year of this, people are a lot more tolerant of people's pets and animals and, and the distractions that come with that type of thing. <laughs> so I think that makes it a lot easier for a lot of folks. Um, but I do try to give my family a heads up if I am trying to present to her, if I'm trying to 
know, have a specific meeting that I do need things kind of quiet or folks need to be a little quieter. I do kind of give them a heads up. So I do look at my calendar, um, but also kind of distractions in your work. Um, one thing I see a lot of people do, and especially with the kind of the meeting overload experience that folks are going through, is really just blocking time on their calendar that allows them to be able to just have a few minutes again during their day to be able to kind of work through, um, you know, whatever tasks, you know, so they have some really, con you know, concentrated time to work through tasks. So I think I've, I've found that very effective for a lot of people, um, especially in our organization that I've talked to, that's really been helpful. Um, and then also, again, um, as far as a work perspective is really trying to be very focused and also kind of when I'm done for work for the day, I try to be done for the work for the day. So kind of setting some limitations and boundaries. And sometimes, you know, in, in the work environment, that's not so easy to do. But I think it's a must, especially in this culture where we feel so stretched and torn. And so sometimes it's just maybe thinking, you know, different ways to do business. And I was talking to a lady the other day that is one of our project managers. And she's very effective at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning and it's quiet. And so she has kind of shifted. And if your organization is willing to be flexible in that respect, you know, she gets her best work done later in the evening when the kids are in bed. So that's kind of how she's kind of shifted. So she has a few hours during the day where she's working with her kids with school or whatever. And so it's kind of, um, you know, that flexibility, if your, your employer will allow it, I think is very key too in this environment to really help limit some of the distractions or outside influence that comes in, but also managing that with the, the workloads too, with people IMing or trying to reach you. Sometimes you just have to put on do not disturb or just make a point that people know, like on your calendar, you're just not available during that time. You have work that has to get done. And I know that's very hard to do sometimes, but it's really a must. And for people's mental health, I think it's becoming even more of a must in this particular time that we're living yeah, in. Yeah, and I'm with you on the blocking time. And, and I've been seeing that a lot more across the board at my company. Well, I've been seeing a lot of, they call it focus time. And you'll start seeing that on people's calendar. And um, I think that's a great practice. And I will tell you, when I see that and I'm really pressed for like, oh my God, I need to get a meeting in and everyone's booked. I'll, I'll end up emailing them and say, hey, you have focus time booked, but can I schedule a meeting? And I think I'm defeating the whole purpose. Um, but I definitely do think that's a great tool to, to make sure you give yourself that time to concentrate. Um, so what are some, what are your favorite productivity tools you've been using since you've been remote? I think uh, several things, actually. Uh, OneNote has been very, very helpful for me, kind of transitioning off of the paper and pen and kind of keeping myself um, with with the to-do lists and, and, and keeping organized. And I know we mentioned planner earlier. Uh, also, something that I use, um, and again, if you, you have the capabilities, is on your Viasoft phone. You can actually have where you kind of see your calendar and all of that integrated in. And I find that extraordinarily helpful, too, because I like to be kind of in one spot at a glance and kind of see what's coming next. So those have been kind of the ones that I've been bouncing in between using a lot to kind of help me kind of stay focused and on track with a lot of stuff that needs to be done. And have you had any moments where you've just been like, oh, my gosh, I am completely overwhelmed? And, and kind of how did you manage that situation? Yeah, actually, I've I've had several of those. <laughs> had several of those this week. Uh, uh, ironically, yes, 
I said, ironically, yesterday, just when you think it's going to calm down, you know, our headquarters is in, in Dallas, Texas. So, um, and I assure those across the country and especially those in Texas understand a few weeks ago what ensued down there with the, um, all of the uh, snow and the cold, uh, which caused a lot of pipes to have issues. Well, it just so happened in our headquarters office yesterday, uh, we had a situation where uh, a pipe broke off of the air conditioner for the data center. Um, and lo and behold, um, that particular pipe sat right above my telco equipment, Oh gosh. Um, bits and pieces of it. So uh, my SBCs in particular. So I get this frantic call that came in from our facilities and data center folks that uh, basically there's water dripping all over my equipment. Oh, no. <laughs> so, that's a way to start your Thursday. <laughs> that sounds like a, a session at Engage. And so, you know, you go into that crisis, crisis management mode. I have to get somebody from my team on. So we got to get somebody there and get them, you know, to take a look at it and, and, and make sure things are secure and, you know, fix what needs to be fixed. But, you know, it, it seems like, especially this past year, it never stops. It's always one crisis after another. And it's just not sustainable, nor is, you know, the workloads when your group becomes the front facing, having to support all the conferencing solutions and all the virtual things that are going on. You know, people need need to step away and they need, need downtime. And I think one thing that has tremendously helped, and I'm really appreciative of our organization for really pushing this and stepping this up, is the whole meeting thing where uh, a lot of times 10 minutes before a meeting, they just end it. And so you have a few minutes. and one thing I try to do too, just kind of from a de-stressor perspective, is you know if you have sunshine outside and it's a nice day, walk outside for five ten minutes and just kind of smell the flowers, enjoy the sunshine, get a little vitamin D, and a lot of that you know. And if you have an opportunity or maybe an extended few extra minutes, you know, walk around a little bit and and try to you know stretch your legs or even in your house, walk around a little bit or if you're wearing headphones when you're working and you're on a meeting where you can walk around a little bit, you know, get a little exercise, get a little stuff that really from your body's perspective is kind of de-stressing you and kind of relaxing you. So you're not in this high constant having to, you know, do things and make decisions and have all this high stress going on, but do those things that kind of help relax you and kind of de-stress a bit. Um, and one thing I do, I'll tell you all a little secret <laughs> is uh, in my other room is a piano. And I like to play and sing. I'm not very good, but I like to do it. So sometimes if it's an extraordinary stressful day or a stressful meeting and I have five, 10 minutes, I'll go play a song and sing it on the piano and then I come back. So that's another way. If there's a hobby or something you like, you know, it's there's no harm in the middle of your workday to take five or 10 minutes or your lunch break and just do something you like and just disconnect from work. And, and we all need that. You know, in five to 10 minutes, you'll come back a new person and you'll be a whole lot more productive and get a lot more accomplished. So those are just a few things that I've been doing to try to make sure that the stress just doesn't become too much. Well, I love the piano and singing idea. That's thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I'm not sure my family likes it, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you do and as long as it alleviates your stress. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, we appreciate you sharing your tips with us today. Thank you so much. And um, with that, thank you, everyone. And stay safe and stay healthy. Thanks. Take care, everyone. 
Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the IAUG Insider Podcast. To learn more about our podcast program and listen to our previous episodes, be sure to visit our website and locate podcasts under the Events and Education tab. Keep a lookout for upcoming events and webcasts on our IAUG website. Become a member of IAUG at iaug.org slash membership today.